This weekend at Kohl's, take an extra 15% off. Save on men's and women's denim. Get Under Armour shoes for the family, $59.99 and under. And pick up a Power XL air fryer, just $84.99. Plus, take an extra $10 off your back-to-school purchase of $50 or more. Plus, store drive up. And get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's Cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, 15% off with promo code Notebook and August 16th. Under Armour offers and coupons do not apply. 10 off 50 with promo code BTS10 and August 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. Welcome to Overwatch, airing only on Firefall Talk Radio and the Firefall Network. I'm Richard Grund. You may you may not always agree with our point of view, but you will be challenged, informed, and hopefully inspired to do the research to know more. You should want to know more. Overwatch was created by the inspiration to take reflections in the dark to the next level. Every Sunday night at 7 p.m. for almost nine years, Reflections in the Dark would be here at 7 p.m. But then we took a break, and actually eight years last year, we kind of faded out, and we created Overwatch. When we, Joe Citrone and myself, created Reflections in the Dark in March of 2010, it was to fill the information gap regarding the paranormal and supernatural. Since then, there have been uh, copiers, but without the one thing that we brought to the table, experiential and scriptural insight. Many duplicators, but no innovators, in my opinion. But as the topics and insight changed, our point of view needed to as well. So we are still SRT, the Supernatural Response Team, offering you our experiential and informational insight but we are now taking it much further into a show in which you get a unique viewpoint on current events, politics, finance, cybersecurity and trends, prophecy and the end times, religion, and the paranormal. It still has the same core and the same heart, but in some ways it's expanded its focus, but into a more laser-like power to cut through the nonsense, to cut right through. Let all the other people who are out there doing their ghost, paranormal, whatever, podcasts. We are far beyond that, in my opinion. And although the 7 p.m. slot on Sunday nights was the regular slot, and that's why I'm here now, I can't guarantee you that it'll always be here at 7 p.m. That's why you need to subscribe to Firefall Talk Radio on Spreaker.com. That way you'll know when we're on the air and when a new show has been posted. I wanted to be here last week at 7 p.m. to follow up the information on the growing coronavirus pandemic. But cleaning out my gutters without wearing a protective mask resulted in a very bad sinus infection. I knew better, but the storm approaching Central Florida last Thursday forced my hand to get it done as quickly as possible. So clogged gutters with wet, moldy leaves and no face mask. Not a good combination. Speaking of masks, this coronavirus in China is not slowing down. The infection numbers actually went up from the point I started my notes to now. There are 69,290 people infected 1,671 have died in 29 countries. And the question remains, do surgical masks really work? I mean, you see everybody wearing the surgical mask. They wear the, the dust mask, the kind that you wear in the yard or to dust your house if you have asthma. Well, do they work? Well, according to foxnews.com, no. Dr. William Schaffner, 
a professor of preventative medicine and infectious diseases at Vanderbilt University and the medical director of the National Foundation for Infectious Diseases, said to Fox News, surgical masks will not prevent you acquiring diseases. Rather, he explained, surgical masks are typically used by surgeons to protect their patients from mouthborne germs, but those masks don't work to prevent inhaling diseases. The masks which cover the nose and mouth are often made of flimsy material and aren't fitted to your face. In other words, their spaces and gaps can form around the cheeks and edges of the mouth, making it easy for air to move in and out. The CDC, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention, is recommending anyone infected with the novel coronavirus or being tested for it to wear a surgical mask when in public. And one infectious disease physician told the New York Times that the mask could block large respiratory droplets escaping the infected person's body when they sneeze or cough. The real mask that you would need is a very large fitted to your face N95 respirator, and it only may be more effective, said Dr. Schaffner. But he noted that non-professionals using the mask are non-medical professionals are likely to not use it correctly, and it'll do very little to prevent the spread of the illness or inhaling a disease. The chance of the average person going into a pharmacy, wearing them correctly, and for long periods of time, he said, is unlikely. So how, how do you stay safe? Well, one is stay home. But if you can't, two, stay prayed up. You better understand the Psalm 91 power and the Psalm 91 covering about pestilence, which means you, you better be born again and you better be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. Another way is don't travel to China. And hope that travel from China is being restricted until this is over. And many nations have completely stopped it. But too little, too late. The symptoms of the official name is the 2019 NCOV, the Novel Coronavirus. Includes fever, coughing, shortness of breath. Anthony Fauci, the director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, notes that the symptoms are similar to other respiratory infections. Most U.S. residents and others experience symptoms lightly infected with the flu or some other virus. But if you've come from Wuhan, he said, or have been around somebody who has, it's likely to be the new coronavirus. The symptoms are very common to a number of viruses, so the association is based on epidemiology and is confirmed by a special test, he added. So why Wuhan? Why Wuhan? Say that very fast. Why Wuhan? Why Wuhan is worth asking. Why did this disease come out of this inland technology hub that boasts a young and presumably healthier workforce rather than a mega city like Beijing or Shanghai? Well, I think I can explain that to you. Wuhan is an immigrant's town. It's the home of one of China's most prestigious engineering schools, Huazong University of Science and Technology. Roughly 9% of the population is university students, well above the 3% level for Beijing and Shanghai as of 2018, More than 11 million people live there, making it 25% bigger than New York. But only 8.8 million are permanent residents, which means what? You have healthy incubators to carry the disease to other places. And, as a result, the millions living in Wuhan began traveling for the Chinese New Year, which lasted from January 25th until February 8th, and it's called the Year of the Rat. Now, isn't that interesting? What do rats do? They carry disease. In fact, the Black Plague was carried by rats and rodents. Wuhan is a major hub of travel. Railway railway travel, uh, flights, uh, waterways, 
There are 5.5 million commuters, and that's about exactly how many left Wuhan before it was shut down. See, because the winter break at the school began on January 9th. The first infected person was December 1st. They're considered the Chicago of of the, the Far East, the China, because they have dozens of railways and roads that connect to other cities in China. I already mentioned the waterways and then the airports. And because it is a science and research hub, that's where their resources go. And so where do you think they cut their spending? Public health. It's a perfect place for a virus like this to accidentally be released. According to research published on Friday, January 24th, the new SARS-like coronavirus was present in China since December 1st, a full month before the alarm was raised and anybody was notified. And the reason they revised the timeline, it came courtesy of two papers in the Lancet Medical Journal, which also revealed other worrying details. One is that the clinical data on the first 41 laboratory-confirmed patients blows up the narrative. Patient zero, who felt Ill, who fell ill on December 1st, had no link to the seafood market in Wuhan that was assumed to be or claimed to be the source of the outbreak. Also, 13 of those 41 cases had no links to it as well. So it's possible that the virus began circulating earlier than December. And by the way, the original doctor whose post went viral and blew the lid off of the epidemic has died. Two citizen journalists that have been posting information on social media to alert the masses have disappeared. The doctor, Li Wen, Wen Liang, was warned not to spread false comments after he was arrested and detained in early December. Well, he eventually caught the virus and died while he was in doctor's care. His his death triggered, of course, an unprecedented wave of anger, sparked an online uprising. Chinese authorities were stunned by the reaction, and so what did they do? They attempted to censor every critical comment about Dr. Lee's death. Well, then you have the two reporters, citizen journalists. They were posting videos online. They were sharing pictures and dramatic stories from inside the quarantine city that had been virtually cut off from the rest of the country and the rest of the world. Well, guess what? Now they're nowhere to be found. Fang Bin and Chen Kuishi were both determined to share Kishi would both determine to share what they could about the crisis from Wuhan, the capital of the Hubei province, and sending out what they found out into the world. They racked up thousands of views on their videos, but now their channels have gone silent, and even those that follow them online fear that they've disappeared for good. According to Human Rights Watch, HRW researcher, the authorities are currently equally, if not more, concerned with silencing criticism as with containing the spread of the virus. On the Chinese news, Chinese news site Weibo, there are only a handful of comments even mentioning Chang and Fang. It seems only a matter of time before they're completely scrubbed by China's censors. One comment wrote, They rewrite history. Slowly, it'll be like there never was someone called Chang Kuishi. Let's get real here, folks. I, would, I wouldn't trust the Chinese government to do anything. I don't even trust the products that come from the Chinese government. And if you have an Amazon account or an eBay account or one of those accounts, we all need to write them and say you need to put at the top of every product posting whether that product comes from China. We ordered from Amazon. It said China. It's going right back unopened. Not taking the chance. Not worth the chance, and the stuff's usually inferior product anyway. These people don't have much hope there. Here's the other thing that came out of the Lancet Medical Reports. 
the reproduction number of those infected lies between two and four, which means, on average, one infected person can pass the virus to between two and four others. That's incredibly high. What is the seasonal flu? About 1.4. That means you're more likely, if introduced to that virus, to be infected. Think about the 5 million people that got out before they closed the borders. Let's just say 1% of them were infected, probably more than that. And then they would infect every two to four people they interacted with. And then those every two to four people, you get it. And the incubation period without any symptoms couldn't be as much as a week. Showing no symptoms at all, maybe mild symptoms. Make you think you have a cold or, or a flu. Right now, any flu symptoms from anyone coming from Asia need to be investigated. Neil Ferguson, an Imperial College epidemiologist, estimates that 4,000 people were infected by January 18. Jonathan Reed of the Lancaster University and his colleagues provisionally calculate that the tally could exceed 190,000 people by this month. Those are real numbers. Those are not the numbers coming out of China. And if you follow us on Facebook, SRT Overwatch. If you follow us, you know that I've been making a point to to get across that the Chinese numbers are being fudged and what they're going to have to do to catch up to the real numbers because of the videos, because of the uh, reports about mass cremation of bodies, they're going to have to tick those numbers up pretty quickly. And that's exactly what's been happening. I don't know if we'll ever know exactly how many have died Some people could have been labeled as flu. Some people could have not put put in the system at all. There are some videos out there that show bodies on top of bodies in bags getting ready to be burned. An aerial photo of the Wuhan area shows a large heat signature for the burning of organic material. So what does the CDC recommend that you do? Well, washing your hands with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. I think... uh, The restaurant people are taught to sing happy birthday to yourself while washing your hands with soap, and that'll take you through about 20 seconds. And they also recommend that the uh, sanitizers don't really work that well. Regular soap and water, 20 seconds. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with dirty hands. Avoid close contact with sick people. And if you're sick or you think you're sick, stay home until you're well. Avoid close contact with others. Cover your nose and mouth when sneezing or coughing. And you would think that's so basic, but if you've ever been out in the public at the gym or at the supermarket in the airport and people just sneeze or cough, the hands aren't anywhere near their face, and I'm the subtle guy that says, really? Cover up. At this time, there's no vaccine to protect against coronavirus infection. Let me say that again. There is right now no vaccine. There are some being tested. They're coming out of a lot of different places. Researchers in the San Diego lab, in a San Diego lab, say it took them just three hours to come up with an experimental vaccine for the coronavirus. The Chinese have been nice enough to deliver the scientific sequence and what the virus is. So people have been able to take that and develop a vaccine, a, vaccine, a potential weapon against this illness, which is infecting tens of thousands of people worldwide. But it takes months to test. Inovio Pharmaceuticals is scrambling to test the vaccine, first in animals and then in people. And if it succeeds, they hope to get it to the public as soon as possible, according to CBS San Diego affiliate KFMB-TV. When they say as quickly as possible, we could be talking as long as a year. The Chinese scientists released the genetic sequences of the virus on January 9th, and researchers in Inovio and other labs around the world went to work on it immediately. Dr. Trevor Smith, Inovio's director of research and development, said, We have an algorithm which we designed, and we put the DNA sequence into our algorithm and came up with a vaccine in that short amount of time. 
in addition to Inovio Pharmaceuticals, dozens of other labs, according to Health Day, are hard at work finding the vaccine. Massachusetts biotech company called Moderna is working on a version with the National Institutes of Health and hopes to start safety testing in April, according to the Washington Post. But while the progress is moving with remarkable speed, the experts say that patience is still required. Even though we're seeing rapid vaccine development with this virus, vaccine development is usually seen on a scale of years, not months. We will likely see rapid initiation of clinical trials that will establish the safety and then establish that the vaccine is actually creating immunity and then figure out the dose of the vaccine. That all has to be figured out. Dr. Ajalia also said if the Inovio vaccine or another lab version is successful, it'll take about another year for it to become available to the public. And you can be sure that money will be made. It's one thing to make a vaccine that actually works, but you have to manufacture it in sufficient quantities to immunize the population that it's indicated for, and you have to be able to have the whole manufacturing process done in an appropriate manner so that you can make vaccines safely and quickly, and all of that takes time, he explained. Researchers Dr. Broderick and Yuan Kwang-yuk, Kwak-yung, what a difference when you just invert two letters, from the University of Hong Kong predict that the fully formed licensed vaccine will be available from early summer, but at least take one year, even if it's expedited. This means this isn't going away anytime soon. This could be here for at least another year before they figure it out. Researchers in Australia revealed they successfully synthesized the virus in a laboratory and using a sample from an infected patient. As, as an example, the 2002 SARS outbreak was the vaccine was created within days. But it took five months before they even began testing it. So here are the facts. The virus enters through the nose and mouth. It then finds a host cell in your respiratory system to attach itself to. The host cell then bursts and infects the other cells nearby. I think I saw this movie. And so how does it spread? The novel coronavirus first spread from human to humans from an animal. I don't believe that. Thought to be a snake or a batter, well, depends on whose story you read. In a South China seafood wholesale market, we now know that that was a cover story, propaganda. And then it's transmitted between humans, humans in moisture droplets from coughing and sneezing and touching or shaking hands. One doctor said you can even blink it in if someone sneezes and that moisture hits your eye. And if you know the tissues in the eye are very thin. How does it kill you? Most victims from the virus die from complications. I'm sorry, I'm speaking really fast because I have so much information. They die from complications, including pneumonia and swelling in the lungs. The swelling in the respiratory system makes it hard for the lungs to pass oxygen into the bloodstream, leading to organ failure and death. You basically suffocate to get death or you drown in the fluid that fills your lungs. If you know anybody who's ever died from COPD like my mother did, it's a horrible death. You are drowning, literally. That's how the doctor explained it to me. The CDC has announced it will be testing patients with flu-like symptoms for the novel coronavirus in five different cities. Isn't that amazing? They've got five different cities ready to go. The director of the CDC Center for National Center for Immunization and Respiratory Diseases, Nancy Messonier, made the announcement Friday in a media briefing that labs in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Seattle, Chicago, and New York will be participating, now listen to the wording, participating in the surveillance, but this is just the starting point, she said. We plan to expand more sites in the coming weeks until we have a national surveillance. Interesting words. The surveillance is said to be helpful in a detection tool for if and when the coronavirus spreads into the community. She went on to say, all of our efforts now are to prevent 
the sustained spread of the virus into our community. But we need to be prepared for the possibility that it will be spread. Results from this surveillance would be an early warning signal to trigger a change in our response strategy. Dr. Robert Wrightfield said in an interview, Right now we're in an aggressive containment mode. We don't know a lot about this virus. The virus is probably with us beyond this season, beyond this year, and I think eventually the virus will find a foothold and we will get community-based transmission. Let me say that again. Beyond this season, beyond this year, and they expect it to get a foothold in the community. So to conduct this surveillance, the CDC will be modifying existing surveillance systems used for flu and viral respiratory diseases to be able to detect the COVID-19. National surveillance. Well, has this topic come up? Is it possible that there are People out there that are acting as philanthropists who wear masks. See, this is the title of this show is Masks and Mayhem. Well, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, the World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation call for a public-private cooperation for pandemic preparedness and response. Now, is that in response to this? No, because this event took place in October of 2019. See, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security, the World Economic Forum, and Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation hosted an event called Event 201, a pandemic exercise, which vividly demonstrated the number of important gaps in pandemic preparedness, as well as some of the elements of the solutions between the public and the private sectors that needed to be filled in. This is coming from their website. In recent years, the world has seen a growing number of epidemic events, amounting to approximately 200 events annually. These events are increasing, and they are disruptive to health, economies, and society. Managing these events already strains global capacity. Even absent a pandemic threat, Experts agree that it's only a matter of time before one of these epidemics becomes global, a pandemic which potent, with potentially catastrophic consequences. A severe pandemic which becomes Event 201 would require reliable cooperation among several industries, national governments, and key international institutions. Well, let's get it from the Microsoft mouth himself, Bill Gates. Last year, speaking at a conference hosted by the Massachusetts Medical Society, Gates said he was an optimist, but there was one area the world was, quote, not making much progress, he said, and that's pandemic preparedness. In the case of biological threats, the sense of urgency is lacking. The world needs to prepare for pandemics in the same serious way it prepares for war. During this conference the billionaire philanthropist, unveiled an exhaustive study by the Institute for Disease Modeling, which showed how quickly a disease could spread. So in a time-lapse video, they explained how a potential outbreak in, say, China could then rapidly spread across the planet, eventually killing 33 million people. Well, That statement has come back to haunt them. So um, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security had to release a statement about that. And this is their statement on their website. In October of 2019, the John Hopkins Center for Health Security hosted a pandemic tabletop exercise called Event 201 with partners, the World Economic Forum, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Recently, the Center for Health Security has received questions about the pandemic, about whether that pandemic exercise predicted the current novel coronavirus outbreak in China. To be clear, (laughs) the Center for Health Security and Partners did not make a prediction during the tabletop exercise. For the scenario, we modeled a fictional coronavirus pandemic. 
but we explicitly stated that it was not a prediction. I wonder if they were playing music while this guy danced. Instead, the exercise served to highlight preparedness and response challenges that would would likely arise in a very severe pandemic. We are not now predicting that the NCOV 2019 outbreak will kill 65 million people. Although our tabletop exercise included a mock novel coronavirus, the inputs we use for modeling the potential impact of that fictional virus are not similar to NCOV 2019. No, sorry. That's, that's what I was hearing in my head as I read that statement. A professor has warned, Professor Neil Ferguson, the guy I mentioned before from the Imperial College of London, that this coronavirus, which originated in China, has the same kill rate as the Spanish flu, which claimed the lives of 20 to 50 million people in 1918. The virus has a 2% death rate compared to the 0.1% for the regular flu. For every 15 people who are infected, one statistically will die. So, Dr. Ferguson said the coronavirus death rate could be exactly similar to the Spanish flu, which was 2%. Novel viruses spread much faster because we have no immunity, no natural immunity to them. So, yikes. Let's do the math. In 1918, the population of the earth was just under 2 billion people. The Spanish, the Spanish flu killed around 20 to 50 million people, or 2.5% of the population. In today's figures, with a population of 7.8 billion people, a similar kill rate would take out 195 million people. And the fatalities, as I said, are occurring as a result of pneumonia with no effective antiviral. Doctors working on the front line of COVID-19 um, have told the Taiwan Times, and this, this is really startling to me, that it's possible to even become reinfected by the virus once cleared. Second time around, it will lead to death from sudden heart failure in some cases. It's highly possible to get infected a second time. A few people recovered from the first time by their own immune system, but the meds they use are damaging their heart tissue. And when they get it the second time, the antibody doesn't help but makes it worse, and they die a sudden death from heart failure. That was a message from the doctors to the Taiwan News. A Chinese pulmonologist, Zhang Nanshun, said the source of this virus has outsmarted all of us. It can hide symptoms for up to 24 days. Now it's 24 days. It was 10 to 14 days. Now it's 24 days. Saying the average incubation period is three days, but it can take as little as one day and up to 24 days to develop symptoms. And people that have a negative test that are told they don't have the virus, like just happened with the cruise ship, an American was finally released. She said she was cleared. She developed symptoms and wound up in the hospital, and she had the virus. False negative tests for the virus are fairly common, he said. It can fool the test kit. There were cases that they found that CT scans showed both lungs fully infected, but the test came back negative four times. The fifth test came back positive. This is in the Taiwan Times. But have no fear. The profiteers are here. The same globalists who own the patent to the virus and predicted its rise are scrambling to develop the vaccines of the Wuhan coronavirus. According to Business Insider, a coalition backed by Bill Gates' funding biotechs who are attempting to develop the coronavirus vaccine. So you have to ask yourself, especially if you have a conspiracy mindset, and conspiracy simply become, conspiracy theory becomes conspiracy fact if you ask enough questions and you prove 
or disprove the information? Is this illness being intentionally spread so that governments worldwide can join forces in in the name of stopping the virus, or so groups like Bill and Melinda Gates's foundation can step in and become saviors, or is it just at all a massive coincidence? This coronavirus strain currently spreading throughout China and abroad is a patented virus owned by the Purbright Institute, P-I-R-B-R-I-G-H-T Institute, and guess who partially funds that institute? The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm not saying that there's a connection. I'm just telling you what the facts are. Well, let's go back in time. Back in time. Let's go back in time to July 19, 2017. The New American Headline. Melinda Gates commits $375 million for population control and abortion. Wait, wait, Richard, how did we get from coronavirus to population control and abortion? Well, just follow with me as I hop from one dot to another. Melinda Gates, who is the billionaire wife of Microsoft founder Bill Gates, announced that the, at the 2017 Global Family Planning Summit, which was held in London, that the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation would funnel $375 million to population control efforts over the next four years. So we're still in that time frame. A 60% increase above what the couple had given to the Global Abortion and Contraception Initiative reported by the UK magazine's Marie Claire. And then... We have to jump back to 2006 when two of the wealthiest men in the world chose to spend their money on controlling the number of people of color born in the world, primarily Africa. Good friends, American billionaires, Bill Gates and Warren Buffett, can afford to, to put their millions into poverty and preventing births of children whom Planned Parenthood founder Margaret Sanger considered unfit. If you don't know a lot about Margaret Sanger, we covered her once here on Reflections in the Dark, and many of you were shocked. You really need to go back. According to LiveAction.org, over the years, the the, the Gates Foundation has donated millions to abortion organizations, including Planned Parenthood and the Marie Stopes International, all the while claiming that they do not financially support abortion. That's called double speak or speaking out of two sides of your mouth. Since its creation in 2000, the Gates Foundation has donated $78.5 million to Planned Parenthood. In one year alone, the group gave $46.1 million to Marie Stopes. Now, why does Gates have an affinity for Planned Parenthood? I'm glad you asked. I'm going to tell you. Planned Parenthood, the group that benefited from the most from Buffett's generosity when he gave them $289 million from an organization named for his late wife. In one year, he gave them $70 million for abortions. Business. Planned Parenthood has been caught accepting donations specifically to abort black children. Or designated for minority abortions. According to the Gutmaka Institute, African American Women are 4.8 times more likely to have an abortion than white women. Hispanics are 2.7 times more likely. In New York City, Planned Parenthood aborts more African-American children each year than are born. Wouldn't you call that genocide? Planned Parenthood's founder, Margaret Sanger, envisioned a future with fewer impoverished population and continues today to place abortion facilities in neighborhoods with key minority populations. Okay, this might get me in trouble, and if I'm not around on the air, you'll know why. Anybody who claims to be a believer in Jesus of Nazareth, anybody who claims to know him as Lord and know his Father and call him their Heavenly Father, that supports supports people that support abortion, you have a serious spiritual problem. Anybody who votes for people that support abortion, you have a serious spiritual problem. The Susan Thompson Buffett Foundation 
gives millions to Marie Stopes, which has been caught illegally aborting African children. In 2015, Buffett's foundation gave the Marie Stopes International more than $52 million. So then you have Gates and Buffett, the connection. 2006, Buffett made a pledge of $31 billion over the course of his life to Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which focused on controlling the population in Africa. Are you telling me that there are not believers that are billionaires or mega millionaires that can't step forward and counter this? Are all the wealthy people of the world unsaved, non-believers, filled with darkness? Come on. We need to pray some money through. Need some pray some money through to people that would actually do something with it beside big build big buildings and buy expensive cars and and do all the things that these people do that get blessed by the world system. We need to counter this kind of stuff. From modern Ghana news, Bill Rich Bill Gates, Rich Wealth both supports and kills because he believes in depopulation, yet many see him as a modern messiah. I'm reading directly from their website. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is praised for its philanthropic work around the world, but much of the foundation's good deeds are merely no-consent vaccine experiments carried out on the poor. Billionaire Bill Gates has spoken out about the immigration crisis in Europe, saying that the continent will be, quote, devastated by African refugees unless severe and immediate action is taken. I think we're seeing behind the mask. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to run out of time. In an interview with German newspaper, Gates suggested that the European nations must work together to reduce the population growth in Africa by committing more in overseas aid. What does President Putin say about this? And before you say Putin and think about how evil he is and which... I don't discount. But it's interesting that he has a way of pointing out these guys. You know, he's made George Soros enemy of the state in Russia. Well, Putin has warned that Bill Gates is, quote, experimenting on Congolese villagers, infecting them with a rare strain of the Ebola virus, and that research and development of Ebola as a bioweapon has been quietly recommended in remote corners of the troubled African nation. If you remember on Reflections in the Dark, I covered this, but Bill Gates was involved in a huge controversy in Africa when Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was accused of secretly sterilizing millions of women in Africa by doctors in Kenya after abortion drugs were discovered in tetanus vaccines. February 17, 2015, LifeSite News. And according to LifeSite News, a Catholic publication, the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association. Remember, we covered this. They're charging UNICEF and the World Health Organization with sterilizing millions of girls and women under the cover of an anti-tetanus vaccine program sponsored by the Kenyan government. Kenyan government denies anything was wrong with the vaccine. It was perfectly safe. It's also known that the Kenyan government got paid to be a part of this program. So the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association saw evidence to the contrary and had six different samples of the tetanus vaccine from various locations around Kenya sent to an independent lab in South Africa for testing. And the results confirmed their fears. All six samples tested positive for the HCG antigen. The HCG antigen is used in anti-fertility vaccine, but was found present in the tetanus vaccines targeting young girls and women of childbearing age. Dr. Nagari, spokesman for the the Kenya Catholic Doctors Association, released a bulletin on November 4th of 2015. This proved... Right, our worst fears, that this World Health Organization is not about eradicating neonatal tetanus, but a well-coordinated, forceful 
population control mass sterilization exercise using a proven fertility-regulating vaccine. The evidence was presented to the Ministry of Health before the third round of immunizations, but was ignored. This is going on out there, folks. While we live in our nice little homes in America and we worry about, you know, who's going to win American Idol or dancing with the stars or what the scores of the ball games are or we're going to get upset about little things, people in other parts of the world are dying. And in some cases, they're being murdered. Dr. Nagari brought up several points about the mass tetanus vaccination program in Kenya that caused the Catholic doctors to become suspicious. And what he told LifeSite News, LifeSite News, is that several things alerted the doctors in the church's far-flung medical system of 54 hospitals, 83 health centers, and 17 medical and nursing schools that the anti-tetanus campaign was secretly an anti-fertility campaign. Well, first of all, it involved an unprecedented five shots, or jabs as they're known in Kenya, over more than two years, and was only applied to women of childbearing age. And why was it being conducted without the fanfare of government publicity? Usually we give a series of three shots over two to three years, and we give it to anyone who comes into the clinic with an open wound, men, women, or children. But these five, the five vaccination regime was the only tetanus vaccine given in five dosages in which it carried a fertility-regulating vaccine. That's the HCG pregnancy hormone. This is nothing new. UNICEF has a history of taking advantages of disasters to mass vaccinate. And one name always seems to show up. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation may just be a coincidence. I'm not making an accusation. I'm just telling you what the facts are. And it should be noted that UNICEF and WHO, the World Health Organization, distribute vaccines for free. And that there are financial incentives for the governments like Kenya to participate in these programs. And when the funds from the UN are not enough, to purchase the allotments of the vaccine, an organization funded by Bill and Melinda Gates called Gavi provides the extra funding for many of the vaccination programs in poor countries. Just look up search engine Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation Vaccine Empire on trial in India. And also, there was no tetanus outbreak in Kenya. The only perceived threat of tetanus was due to local flood conditions. You know, I've been working on this all day, and I read this out loud, I get angrier. That evil is out in plain sight in almost every part of our life, entertainment, media, politics, medicine. The enemy has no fear of being seen, discovered, or stopped. Population control for Gates has been a big thing. He's been recorded as saying the world today has 6.8 billion people, heading up to 9 billion people. Actually, we're over. I think we're closer to to nine, but whatever. Um, 6.9 billion. Now, if we do a great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15 percent. A great job on new vaccines. How does new vaccine stop? and reduce population while we're seeing that. That antigen placed in those tetanus shots either sterilized young girls or caused them to have miscarriages when they did have babies. And let's go further back in time. In 2005, UNICEF received a $26 million grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation And the gift was to be used for what? Eliminate maternal and neonatal tetanus, a disease responsible in 1998 for more than 300,000 deaths in developing nations. Although tetanus killed just one newborn in the U.S. last year, it's one of the top 
most notorious diseases that afflicts infants and mothers. And of course, that's a UNICEF release. The Catholic Church had not discovered it. What would have happened? We would not have known, and they would have got away with it. So who are some of the other people involved? Who are some of the other philanthropists? Well, look at the Rockefeller Foundation. has been suspected of using vaccinations to cause infertility in places such as Nicaragua. And the Rockefellers have exerted much influence over the World Health Organization. Former National Security Advisor and Superstar Henry Kissinger, who somehow is still alive, has long been associated with the Rockefellers and with reducing world population as far back as 2000. He was releasing memos about such things. Investigative author F. William Engdahl pointed out that the policy of the Rockefeller elite consists of adopting a, quote, world population plan of action for drastic global population reduction policies in order to preserve resources and maintain order. The secret Kissinger plan, he said, was implemented immediately, which deeply documents and focuses on global purveyance of genetically modified food, GMO food. The 13 priority countries for population reduction were to undergo drastic changes in their affairs over the following 30 years, and most wouldn't even be aware that it was happening. What were one of the countries? The Brazilian government was shocked to find that an estimated 44% of all Brazilian women between the ages of 14 and 55 had been permanently sterilized, and most of the older women were sterilized when the program began in the mid-70s. What are the other countries that have been focused upon? India, Pakistan, Indonesia, Thailand, the Philippines, Turkey, Egypt, Mexico, Ethiopia, and Colombia, as well as Brazil and Kenya and other nations are on that list. Get ready for this one. A Texas professor and others. I'm going to jump around here. They're actually testing this on homeless people around the world. I'm going to jump from this to tie up what I'm saying, because I have so much more here. If you remember, back in, I think it was January of 2018, I predicted on Reflections in the Dark that to get people to accept the mark of the beast, there would have to be something to force them to do it, a forcible instigator. A cashless society would have to be in place. We're almost already there. You do everything on your debit card. Some places don't even take cash at all. And that through some kind of a digital event, possibly controlled by AI, all banking would be cut off. And then two to three days in this banking event, a pandemic would occur. A pandemic so horrific and so fast spreading that people would clamor for the cure. But the only way to get that cure is as if you had a digital ID. No money, you're sick, you have no hope. People will more than likely take the chip if they haven't done it already. When we come back next week, I'm going to pick up with ID 2020. What is ID2020? It's a Microsoft founder, Bill Gates, company using his billions to get people free vaccination in third world countries through another company, and this one called the ID2020 Alliance, and it's to give every human being on earth a digital ID, an implantable chip that would track your health records, your financial records, and be able to prove instantly whether you're up to date on vaccinations, which means vaccinations would become mandatory. ID2020.org. Go to their website. Read their information and their propaganda. 
We're going to come back and talk about it next week. But I just wanted to begin to connect the dots for you. Scary stuff. Who would be behind, not who, World Health Organization, but who, as in who, would be behind such a thing? We can lay names on them, but who's really behind it all? Hasatan, Satan, the fallen one. If you believe in that, we do. Control. Fear. Get people to the point where they have to take the mark of the beast. If there's a pandemic going on and you have no money and you can't take care of your family or your children or your pets or your possession, it's going to take a lot of faith to be able to say no. It's going to take a lot of faith to be able to look at the powers that be and say, no, I'm not accepting your chip. I'm not becoming a part of your system because more than likely you're going to have to go somewhere and hide. You're going to have to find a refuge or a safe haven or someplace that would protect you. What we're seeing, I believe, through the coronavirus coming out of Wuhan is a dry run. A dry run that actually began back in the 90s with another, I think it was a tetanus outbreak in Mexico and South America. I believe we've had dry runs before. But this one, this particular virus, this particular pandemic, which is occurring as quickly as it has, will show them how we respond, what nations are easier to take over than others. As I mentioned, only one person, uh, nobody in America has died yet. Today, France had their first death, but he was an 80-year-old Asian. His daughter caught it as well, but they think her immune system and the drugs will fight it off. What better way to reduce population than to kill off the elderly and the extremely young? I'm not trying to frighten you. I'm trying to inform you. I'm trying to get you to look up your stuff. I'm trying to get you to check your your references. Don't accept every meme or every person posting out there. I won't mention his name, but there's somebody who's very respectable that I have followed in the past that I'm not going to follow anymore. He has uh, tried to corner the market on prophecy and politics and news coming out of Israel. And today he got caught posting a information on a tweet that came from somebody else that he did not give credit to that turned out to be fake. We really have to watch. We really have to pray. We really have to discern where we are, and that's what SRT Overwatch, that's what we're doing here. We're sitting and giving you a view from above at everything that could be going on that you then do your own homework. You're going to hear a lot of things we've covered in the past on Reflections in the Dark. And as we go forward, Joe and I are working on some stuff together, talking to some other people about some topics. We're going to try to create a flow of information for as long as we can before somebody finally takes us off the air. What we'll do then, I don't know. Maybe we'll do shortwave. Who knows? But the Lord will provide. He'll figure it out. If you like what we do, go to firefalltalkradio.com, contact us, or you can go to our Facebook page, SRT Overwatch, or and let us know. If you have a topic you want us to cover, maybe we touched on something tonight and didn't go deep enough, let us know. Stay awake, stay alert, watch and pray. I'm Richard Grunt. This has been Overwatch on Firefall Talk Radio. Advancements in the medical field are giving nurses faster, more effective results than ever before. They should expect the same from their education, too. 
Capella University's game-changing FlexPath format allows you to set your own deadlines and leverage your experience to move faster through your program. So the faster you move, the more money you save. When you're ready, we'll be here. Visit capella.edu for a trial course at no cost to you. Capella University. Don't just learn, learn smarter. This weekend at Kohl's, take an extra 15% off. Save on men's and women's denim. Get Under Armour shoes for the family, $59.99 and under. And pick up a Power XL air fryer, just $84.99. Plus, take an extra $10 off your back-to-school purchase of $50 or more. Plus, store drive up. And get a little more for your wallet with Kohl's cash. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles, 15% off with promo code Notebook and August 16th. Under Armour offers and coupons do not apply. 10 off 50 with promo code BTS10 and August 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details.